Hello, you're listening to Overwhelm is Optional. Hello, in today's episode, we're going to talk about stopping the shoulds. So when I woke up this morning, I felt pelted by shoulds, almost before I'd really woken up. So I haven't been feeling that well, bit of a cold, and of course, anytime we have a bit of a cold at the moment, it's, oh my God, is it the virus? And it's just, yeah, it just adds, that adds some pressure, hey? So I hope that you're well at this, um, yeah, interesting time in our lives. And I really want to take some of the pressure off you by just drawing attention to how many shoulds you're allowing to sit on you. So when I woke up this morning, I woke up a little bit too early, not feeling not feeling 100% yet because I've been a bit under the weather. And what happened was I very quickly realised my mind had hijacked my day with, you should have done this, you ought to have done this, da, 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 all the stuff I'm behind on because I had a birthday, so I took some time off and then I haven't been feeling too good. And, and you know, stuff happens. It's It's life always has more we can do, hey? It's, I don't think there's often that I get to the end of a to-do list unless I make my to-do list have an end, which is also another method I've been practising. But let's just stay with the shoulds for now. So these shoulds were pelting me and I caught my mind in the act of pelting me with these shoulds. And it's now that I realise, because I've been reflecting on this since that time, a few hours ago, and I realised that in the past, I didn't catch the pelting of the shoulds and that my continued purposeful practice of taking my training in uh, mindfulness of the body from my Zen yoga training um, and deliberately applying it to solving this problem of overwhelm and the stress overwhelm exhaustion cycle that caused me for many years to live on the verge of just hanging in there this verge I was I call it surfing the verge of breakdown where I was really high functioning achieving my goals but it was it was secretly actually I'm going to rephrase that secretly surfing the verge of breakdown so I was I was aware that that I was doing that but not aware enough to well, I was aware, but I didn't really know what to do about it. So I did a lot of searching and Googling for, you know, ways to solve the problem, the problem of the low energy, the problem of, um, yeah, not a lot of unwellness, a lot of picking up of viruses um, or a lot of training injuries. If I If I did physical exercise, not even particularly harsh, I'd end up with weird injuries or lopsidedness in my body where something wasn't quite so I was always always trying to solve stuff you know with my head I was always googling stuff and a lot of it worked for a time but then um something else would happen so I was just aware that that I was and when I mean secretly surfing I mean that verge of breakdown that verge of I'm just about hanging in there there's a you can get really good I got really good at surfing that really good at kind of like moving realizing I was moving towards it because um I'd get sick or I'd explode when I got home getting into an argument I'd get very demanding um 
I'd start going to bed earlier and earlier, desperately trying to just get enough sleep so I could get through the next day without breaking down because I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to know. I was ashamed. I'm so self-reliant and, and feisty and determined and wanting to achieve my goals and wanting to have this full, wonderful life, which, which is quite right. I think this is really important that, that, that we don't lose that, that we stay with the, yeah, I want to live big. I want to achieve my dreams and my goals and make a, make a difference, make the world happier. And, but it doesn't work. It didn't work for me that secretly surfing that verge of breakdown because that was damaging me. That was, that was, um, it was crushing my heart because I was out of alignment with what I needed. And, and it definitely damaged my body and my very, um, health and well-being and also my relationships and the time off I had from work it was getting harder and harder to remember to have fun and to really get involved in things but I still did tons of exciting things so that's what I mean by that secretly surfing it's like nobody nobody would have really have known not really you know if somebody said to me you're not really coping I can see that you're so secretly surfing this version breakdown I would have gone no actually I don't know now if somebody's used those words I think I would have gone oh my god that's amazing how do you know that because I was I was such a high achiever that that would have been really perceptive but anyway that's hindsight hey so I want to look today at how shoulds shoulding yourself adds to this surfing that that verge of just about just about hanging in there that that being so overwhelmed that actually we just can't see what to do so we try lots of things and that adds to the overwhelm so just examining one part of that overwhelm is this shoulding because a lot of the stuff that contributes to that secretly surfing the verge of breakdown that that, that contributes to that horrible overwhelm a lot of that is not our stuff so shoulds are interesting, aren't they? Should I do this or should I do that? Often, I think I think it comes down to different things. I think one of them is the need to keep everyone around us happy. And that's, you know, if you're if you're a parent or oh, I don't know, if you're anybody really, I guess. But but particularly I guess if you're the, if you're I, I mean, I'm, I can only speak from my experience. So as a, as a mother, I have often felt like I'm the linchpin of the family. So that needing, needing to keep everybody happy, that for years was my fundamental mode of operating. How can I keep everyone happy? And that would often result in me being not very happy because I'd be so overwhelmed with trying to do it all and then not feeling appreciated. And I'm not saying that that you shouldn't do any of the things you do to keep your family happy or to keep your friends happy. I just want to draw attention to it because I, d- I don't think the key is that I tell you to not should yourself. I think the key is that you work out for yourself. No, but that's hard. So I'm going to just give you this is what I do. Um, I just want to draw attention to the fact that you might be shoulding yourself. Because 
it's heavy, it's exhausting, you can't keep doing it, it doesn't really work, there's an easier path for you. I don't know what your easier path is, but I do know that tuning into your body can help you because your body has the answers. So, for example, this morning when I woke up and I don't know how many minutes it was of my mind planning my day around getting rid of the weight of the shoulds. And I think this is important. The shoulds feel heavy in my body. So finding out where they are for you, what they feel like is really important. Just being aware of that because carrying it is is exhausting, particularly when you're carrying, if the shoulds are like other people's stuff that they've put onto you, that that you've absorbed from other people, that you've allowed them to manipulate you into doing or or you thought it was a good thing you were just trying to be nice it's you know it's not like terrible evil manipulation sometimes it is um sometimes we just go yeah of course I'll do that for you because we're human and we like helping people part of joy part of living well is helping other people it makes us feel good it's an essential part of our 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 nature as humans but you have to look after yourself first so that waking up and realising I am I was being shoulded, that's interesting, isn't it, being shoulded, because who am I being shoulded by? I would argue that the shoulding came from my mind, and my mind had created that from some deep anxiety. And I think on examination, that anxiety was is coming from wanting to be accepted, wanting to be loved wanting to be liked, wanting to feel that I'm okay to other people. So my responsibilities or the things I've said I've done, it's important to me to to behave with integrity, to keep my promises, to to do what I say I'm going to do. But sometimes stuff gets in the way and it's, it's harder to do that. It's not always possible, is it? With the best intention, sometimes we let each other down. So that shoulding that happened and this all happened within I'd say happened probably within 20 minutes I'd sorted this out and this the reason I'm sharing this is this is remarkable for me this isn't me showing off going look at me I'm brilliant I got out of shoulding myself and I started my day in a better way the purpose of sharing is this is god you just don't (laughs) you don't want to spend as many years as I did surfing that secretly surfing that verge of, of just about hanging in there because you don't know how to get out of the shoulding. Just, yeah, so I'm sharing this because this works and I'm like super excited. When I got up and had a shower, I was like, oh my God, I've, I've just moved on so much from even like um, a year ago or, or six months ago or possibly even like two months ago because it's it's cumulative. The effects for me and the people I work with, it's cumulative. This this taking part of your day and moving your focus into your body and just noticing how you are, noticing what's going on for you, that has a cumulative effect because it increases your awareness. It is mindfulness, but it's mindfulness of the body, which which for me is just such an amazing, amazing, amazing tool. I... I I just absolutely love it and the more I practice it the more I teach it the more I coach people in it the more excited I get because it is the route to freedom because it is enough to just notice so I often think 
it's really difficult, isn't it? If you're going through, if you if you become aware that you have a problem, like you're secretly surfing the verge of breakdown, you've got all these goals, you don't want to give anything up, you you love your life, but it's just exhausting. You can't keep, you know, just about hanging in there and then recovering enough with a glass of wine in the evening and then getting up and doing it all again, or just about recovering on a holiday and then not quite, you know, you, it's just too hard. There's got to be an easier way, hey? And... I found my easier way, what I what I call and lots of people call, obviously, my path of least resistance, where I stop pushing and I just find a way through obstacles rather than pushing them out of the way. I was so feisty, fighting, fighting, fighting. And it's exciting because, you know, I'm really passionate, so I'll fight for things that I believe in. It's absolutely exhausting and it damaged my health and it crushed my heart it crushed my spirit and it's just easier to tune into my body and I do this all the time because I've purposely practiced it and and um, attached it to things I do anyway like cleaning my teeth having a shower waking up going to sleep eating drinking walking all these things just stuff we do anyway because I'm all about, God, you've got to make it simple. I took I taught maths to difficult teenagers, four years. You've got to make it. Yeah, I, I honed my teaching on a tough crowd. So I'm all about how easy can you make it? How simple and how damn impactful? So for me, not getting into the lotus position. I can't get into the lotus position. But I don't. I don't need to get into the lotus position is my point because you might want to, that's up to you. But the aim is not to be able to sit in the lotus position. The aim is to be able to control your focus so you can live more skillfully. So for me, I've moved away from sitting for a long time because my body was screaming at me. It was really hurting my knees. And instead to incorporating that state, that meditative state, that tuning in, and I use my body to tune in. And lots of people do, but this is this is my take on it, because we all have a unique way of doing it. And this now is working. So I've done purposeful practice, building up, building up, teaching it, honing it, refining it, trying to solve problems with it instead of using my mind to solve it, I've got into my body. And this asking my body what it needs. So this is how this is how I start my day. So I, I, every day I ask my body, what does my body need today? What do I need? So I'm tuning in. What does my body need? Does my body need to move more? So where, I've ha- where I haven't been feeling great for a few days, I've sat more than I like to. So I can feel this like, it's almost like a springiness. I need to move in my hips. I'm just like, my body needs to move. Now before, I wouldn't have noticed that. So if I think about the time when I was um, secretly surfing this verge of breakdown, um, I wouldn't have noticed because I was so intent on pushing through because when I was feeling overwhelmed with all these shoulds, what I, what I wanted to do, what I thought was the answer was get rid of the shoulds. So if I meet all my obligations, if I 
tick off everything on my to-do list, the shoulds will go and I won't feel anxious anymore. I won't have this pressure. It will go. Everybody will be happy with me. I'll be a success. I'll be safe. I'll be loved. I'll be accepted. Load of rubbish. Because if it, if that does happen and somebody actually notices you've done a good job or notices you've done something kind for them, it's a very temporary thing. And it's very fragile, isn't it? You know, you do a good job, somebody notices if you're lucky, um, but then somebody else comes along and does a better job. So it's, it's, it's just too temporary. It doesn't really work. And also there's no end to those shoulds and the should and completing those shoulds costs too much. The sacrifice is too high. It damaged my body. So I would end up sitting, staring at screen, getting my work done and sitting for too long. And then because I was so utterly exhausted, I'd end up sitting too much when I got home and this resulted for me in a lot of physical pain which I then googled to solve (laughs) and spent ages solving so now what I love about this method of tuning into my body and listening is that I do something before it gets to that stage and this to me is amazing because I'm 52 And I don't have a lot of the problems I had with my neck, my back, my hips, my feet. Just like, you know, if I look back over my whole life, my first, um, I hurt, my first hurt my back when I was 14. It was absolutely agony. I saw a chiropractor for years. You know, it's just, if I look throughout my life, there's always been something wrong. You know, what's wrong with my body now? What do I need to do now? Who do I need to make an appointment to? What stretches do I need to learn? What what fitness routine do I need to fix myself? And now I just have this utter freedom in I tune in and I listen. And what's really interesting for me is it's the power of just the noticing. So often when we notice something's wrong, we add to our overwhelm and our to-do list because it's another problem to solve. But what I am finding and what the people I'm working with are finding, the people I'm coaching, people in my courses, um, is that the power of just noticing is quite extraordinary. And I love this because how lovely and simple is that? It doesn't add to your to-do list. So tuning in, noticing, this morning, I noticed the shoulds and just noticing them was like stopping the avalanche because it literally felt like I was being pelted and I was like, I don't like shoulds, it's not, why, this is not how I want to live my life. So what's going on? And then later I was able to examine them separately. And then I also noticed what does my body need? My body needs to move more today. And just the noticing there's less tightness in my hips just from noticing. I can't explain that to you. Well, I expect I probably could attempt to explain it because I do have a lot of knowledge, but I don't want to explain it because that gets me into my head, gets you into your head, and it doesn't need to be that hard. It doesn't need to be some mystical thing. Noticing without judging what's going on in your body is like holding the space and listening to a friend it's remarkable isn't it when somebody really hears you even if they don't really say anything they just hold the space and they really listen if you do that to your body 
your body just kind of starts to ease. It's like, oh, you noticed. Thank you. I feel loved. And love is a hugely, hugely powerful energy. We know this. So, that whole awareness of your shoulds, you don't even have to do anything with your shoulds. Just start by noticing. How much are you shoulding yourself? So if you're feeling really overwhelmed, how much of that is shoulds? Just notice. And if you want to, you can tune into your body and then you can notice what the shoulds feel like physically. So the physical sensations of your shoulds, where are you keeping them? So like my physical sensation this morning of my shoulds was it felt like I was being pelted on top of the head of my head. Um, I guess a bit like really big raindrops. If you've been in a tropical rainstorm, really big raindrops, a bit like that. And um, I noticed and I first of all got involved in an argument with my mind. A rejection, a pushing away of the shoulds. And then I just noticed I'm shoulding myself. And that, for me, gave me a lot of space. But what I did with that space, I don't think is important. I think what's important is just that step of noticing. Are you shoulding yourself? 